Hello and welcome to another episode of The Outsiders. And today is exciting because it's actually our second series. And I'm as ever joined with my uh, joined by my friend and creative sidekick Zach Thraves. Hi Zach. Hello there. Hello and good to be back. Good to be here. Good good to good to see you alive and kicking Zach as always. So we're going to move on with this today and um the idea of we're going to look through this coming series anyway through the eyes of people affected by the cause and effect of alienation from society and why and how this happens and hopefully come up with some insights and some solutions so let's let's get this rolling uh zach what is your um idea concept or experience with the idea of alienation yeah alienation for me it's it's a big word and it's (laughs) something that uh, yeah it reminds me of i think uh, lots of episodes in my life where i've felt isolated or uh alone segregated even i guess that's the uh another word for alienation certainly there have been times at school where i was seen as a bit of a the, the geek or the weird one or the one who would say something a bit weird or come out with something stupid and uh, certainly you'd, you'd you'd find in school i guess school is a, a a reflection of society on a smaller level where you've got lots of different pockets of uh, different people in social groups and if you don't fit into any of those you tend to be alienated from that and it's uh, alienated from society we as humans we are we want to be connected to uh to your to yourself or to other things but for me it was about it's about sort of the cause and effect of social exclusion and it's certainly something that i felt at times i've not there have been times when i haven't when i've been uh, included in groups but there are have been lots of times where i have haven't felt that as well so i think it's an interesting subject and one that we can really delve into over the series learning to understand it understand how it happens why it happens and how it affects us on an emotional level how about yourself have you uh how do you feel about alienation well this is a again this is the outcome of i think upbringing to be perfectly frank um i was always and as i've said in previous pods very clear that i was a sensitive possibly a creative soul and um, it was never really, I think, nurtured or uh, supported, really. Um, and I really had to learn to adapt, merge in. School, as you say, is a very good formative ground for all of us as we grow up. Um, so there, obviously there's impacts in life that are outside of our control. And um, in my particular case, we as a family went from one environment into another one and had to learn to adapt and this impacted certainly impacted on me and as the eldest of the two children i had to dive in first um so i was in survival mode from pretty much day one really and that did an impact on how i viewed the world um but i do think with all of this is if 
I think the purpose of all of these pods, from my side, anyway, from my perspective, is being, uh, is having a grasp on who we are and following that through and being true to that. Uh, and if we don't, we go against our natural flow, our grain. And yeah, like with wood, if you go against the grain of the wood, you end up getting a splinter or you get injured because you're going against the natural flow. And that's basically what happened to me. Um, basically, just like a lot of people do, adapting to life. And if, if you're a sensitive being, then you're very aware of this. And if you're very aware of it, then it becomes very painful or frustrating or disappointing or many, just many adjectives that come to mind that reflect on you not really being true to yourself. Um, and I think this is really the beginning of the story because my mind and my body seem to separate you know, my mind or in my ego or in my emotion or in my ideas-based thinking, I was one type of personality, but in reality, I was going down another path. And you split. And um, as I've said previously, one of the ways of measuring the split is what I call in the frustration gap, um, where... You're okay for a period of time. Everything's calm or you're okay. And then a situation or an occurrence might, you know, um, or, or a meeting of people might happen and you suddenly realise you are way off track. And it dawns on you and then it eats at you. And it could only be for, let's say, two or even a split second or for a few minutes, but it's, it's there. It's constantly reminding you that you're not being true to yourself. And I think this is the way I look uh, at alienation, that you end up sort of alienating yourself from who you really are, and therefore you can't necessarily engage with the world on your on you know from strength or on your terms. That's interesting, isn't isn't it interesting how um, we do split? We the way we see ourselves from inside, from inside this shell that we are, and our, our brain, our spirit, our soul is is something different is different to how others see us or how we feel we are being perceived or even um, how we're being treated by others. We don't, it doesn't feel that, I mean, from my perspective, um, I've always felt that I could be somebody who's uh, a bit off the wall or a bit loose or a bit of a rebel. But sometimes there, there are plenty of occasions in my life where I haven't done that I've thought it and I've thought that's what I want to do but I've not actually carried it through and been that risk taker or that rebel and it's sort of in a as you say it sort of went I went through a period of alienating from myself because I wasn't the person that I wanted to be or who I felt I was truly inside which we've again we've touched on in a, in a few episodes uh, in the previous series on that one um and I find it quite uh, interesting that we can we can do what to ourselves, what society does to on a wider scale. Um, and uh, your story was is quite true to that, isn't it? In your story, when you uh, when you had your sort of your wake up, uh, in a sense. Um, I know we've touched on it on previous episodes, but uh, I think it's worth just starting the new series with that particular episode 
because it's very much relatable to uh, alienation. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what I tended to do later on in life, or in my working life anyway, uh, well, actually, just to go further back in my education, so after school, instead of putting that adapt adaptive period aside and saying, okay, um, it's been tough, but I now am much clearer and stronger, and I'm going to follow through in a field that I would, you know, be excited or interested in. I, I went down the sensible route, which was ridiculous because, again, it was eating inside of me that I was doing something that wasn't right. And so, again, I adapted for a long, long time, and I went into work that, you know, somebody else's vision of the kind of work I, sh I should go into, and I did this. And just to kind of give you kind of some bite-sized chunks of the of the actual reality of this and again i i do uh reiterate the fact that i am a sensitive soul a lot of people go through life without this even if they are suffering they don't really feel it um but i remember i i got a firstly i got a job that a friend of the family helped me with and trained me up for because my parents had no idea what to do um a very high powered lady who took me under a wing so to speak and um she got me set up for the corporate world and and i did very well i i, I got a you know a job a very good job for my you know my first proper job but within i would say nine months ten months of that i was getting stress uh, that was affecting me uh, and in the end culminating in a very serious operation because I couldn't, it affected my, my swallowing. Uh, I became very nervous and I was really affected by this sort of high pressure stress and expectation of different people that I neither felt any connection with or interest in and at the same time realizing that I was just not suited to this kind of work. Um, so that was the first sort of physical, tangible experience with going against your nature. And the later one, the one you've, you, you mentioned, was again, years and years of going through blah de blah you know, jobs and experiences and sort of climbing the ladder of all of this nonsense. Um, I, the only way I could come to terms with it, it was too late for me, well, never too late, but it appeared to be too late to keep, to, to go back again to square one, um, was to, to, to run away, was to travel. And so I would get jobs overseas because that would be an opportunity for me to run away from the issue and to have a you know, fresh start. Except for the problem was, and I think I've alluded to this previously, was that I never had the, the foundation or the confidence or the self-belief to carry things through. So in my head, I had a story going on. But when it came to the real world and, and doing it, I, I, I couldn't carry it through. So I was very good at talking you know, a good game. But when I was, you know, called upon to deliver, I, I just, I, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it. And this was causing me even bigger problems because, you know, it was safer to be in your head. So um, the, the lesson in all of this, I would say, Zach, is that basically at a certain point, one of these placements I had overseas, I, um, yeah, I, I, I was internally combusting. I mean, again, I must say on the outside, Great lifestyle, you know, good income, good job, nice social life. Everything was fine. But inside, I was splitting into two.
And it, 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 I wasn't brave enough to, to face up to this. I, I kept pushing it aside, as most people do. But what happened with me was that because I didn't have the, the balls to stand up to it and say, no, I'm going to do this, my body basically just gave in and it shook me up and down and said, you know, enough. And it virtually took me physically out of the office, plonked me in my apartment, shook, shook me up and down, slapped me around a bit and said, this is, this is the end, this stops now. And uh, after a couple of weeks of almost in a trance, I, I started writing. I didn't think that's a good idea, it just organically came out. And that was the beginning of me being, you know, real, true. And the words that I wrote were obviously an outcry, um, a cathartic outcry of all this nonsense I put myself through. And uh, yeah, the book was real. I mean, it was a book of poetry and lyrics in a, in a lyrical format. I didn't decide that, it was obviously within me. And yeah, it, it, it was my first book, my first creative project, which was very exciting. And it, and it came out, the book came out, and it was you know, published in Hungarian, that's where I was in Budapest, and, and in English, it was, it, was, it was great. I met lots of interesting people, and I was in flow. And all of a sudden, I started to make connections from a position of reality, you know, uh, uh, of who I really was. Um, but let me just end up by saying this is, you don't want to go through this. You want to try and sort it out yourself, if it's possible. Um, but also, it mean, doesn't mean that you suddenly slam that door behind you and everything is, you know, easy peasy, one, two, three after that. Because again, the ego and, uh, you know, who we are versus who we think we are start to, to, you know, get back into a fight again. And we go into a you know survival and adaptation mode again, which is an ongoing and obviously an ongoing theme. But the good news is it gives you lots of creative juices to work with. So <laughs> it never ends. Anyway, yeah. enough of my diatribe, uh, Zach. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to share on this? Topic well, that, yeah, that's interesting. The because uh, it's going against the grain, isn't it? That's a that's a tale of going against the grain. And and uh, as you say, we're trying to uh, help people not do that. Um, and not reach our ripe old age um, and uh, and, have, <laughs> and have to go through that sort of emotion because um, there are there are emotional people there are people that aren't that aren't so emotional and uh, it's all of us have to find what it is that we want to do and you, you can be 15 and know what you want to do you could be 55 and suddenly realize what you know what you want to do the time has no uh, meaning in the great scheme of things. Um, I do remember, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Moonlighting, starring Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. And I always wanted to be Bruce Willis from that show. And I was at school at that time. And I would go with my button undone and, you know, the tie hanging down and I'd try and be wacky and crazy. Because that's how I felt inside. And, but I wasn't confident enough to express it because nobody saw me like that because I was the quiet one in the classroom I was the one who got embarrassed easily went red easily so when it came to me saying to my parents and my partner at the time that I want to be in a play and I want to go on stage and I got a role in an amateur production as the lead for the, fir the first play I did was the lead role 
nobody, none of my family thought I could do it. And um, I was the only one that knew that I could. And I, I, the first time I went on stage, I felt comfortable. I just thought this, this is a place of comfort. Yes, there's a hundred, uh, two hundred eyes because I suppose there's two eyes. Most people have got two eyes. It was a hundred seater. There's two hundred people staring at me, but I actually like it. And when things went wrong, yes, my heart skipped a beat and the lump in my throat, but I loved the adrenaline and how you had to think quickly to get out of it. And there was one during that run of the first play I did. There was one performance where I came away, the interval, uh, we were in the interval, and for the start of Act 2, me and another chap are meant to have you having, in the middle of an argument, is the first scene. And I thought to myself, well, the interval must be over soon. We didn't get a call from the stage manager. I walked on stage, and the audience was staring at me. The curtain had been opened, and we were expected to be there. And I had to go off stage. I had to call him and to sort of improvise, because he was still drinking his coffee in the... Um, in the break room so uh let me just just jump in a second Zach, because you know this is a different story because you actually are following through or you did follow through with what you believed you were about Hmm. and i'm really coming from a perspective where you know this is in your head and you're not able to deliver it in reality so have you got anything that sort of comes to mind where or something on a similar scale where you just didn't feel strong enough, brave enough? or Well, from there, I mean, I knew I could do it, but I still I lacked that confidence and self-esteem because I never had it from childhood. It carried on into my adulthood and it's only really now. I mean, that story was 20 years ago. It's only really now that I feel confident in myself, even though I feel alienated from society. I'm, I'm, I left my previous employment last October because I was in a job that I hated, that I but, didn't connect with. You did the hard thing. You did that performance. So what happens to doing other performances? Well, it's interesting how I didn't really gain, for a lot of the time, I didn't gain confidence from the performances I was doing. I was being too critical of myself and believing what other, well, they obviously thought I couldn't do it because I can't do it. And I wasn't, my brain wasn't processing the proof, which is where my um, mental health struggles came in. And I had to go through this process of arguing with that voice in my head who says I'm no good and can't do this and can't do that. And I have proof. I sort of, it's like I have this argument of, well, I think you'll find that last year we did a play and got a standing ovation. This last year, the year before that, we did this. And it's almost like I have to keep reminding myself in order for me to stay whole. And I guess it's the ego versus the id. Yeah, well, I mean, it it is, it's... uh... This is basically, this is what we are addressing now, these kind of issues where 
we have to come to terms, you know, as soon as it's possible within us, within ourselves, certainly being aware of this issue and, and knowing deep down what we're really about um, in order to, to address it. So this is what this series, our series will be, this ser series two will focus on these very issues. And I think what would be a nice way of, of concluding uh, today's session <laughs> would be a solution of how we have overcome certain hurdles. So, Zach, can you think of a solution that you've experienced in your life that got you over a certain period um, that was challenging? I started, I, I started listening to my heart and... Um using my imagination to visualize myself succeeding in certain things, but in things that I wanted to do. And one of the ways I did that was through being a daily gratitude thing. I'm very thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And then the, the doors open. I nearly, I nearly dropped my mic then. The doors open and you start to feel a bit better about yourself. It's not a quick fix, it's, but it's something that if you start believing in that, trusting in yourself, then you'll start believing in yourself more and noticing when good things are happening. Um, it certainly helped for me. It may be that it can help others. I mean, it, just write a list or something like that or listen to your favourite piece of music and just ponder about who you are for a little while. But be kind, really, isn't it? It's being kind to yourself. Uh, what about you? What about you, Mark? Well, I think the key word is to do. This is the thing that we deny. Well, I've been in denial for a long, you know, a huge portion of my life, denying myself the things that I really should or, or, or believed I could do. Um, so, whatever it is, as you say, if it's something more spiritual, then that's something you should maintain on a regular basis. Um, but I think actually starting something. So if it's something tangible like playing a sport or an instrument or writing or gardening or whatever it is that, you know, is good for you, that you've been denying yourself and you've been holding back from or only doing a little bit of, you know, do more. And don't, yeah, be kind to yourself. Don't be too judgmental on yourself. And the more you do, obviously, the more you practice, the more confident you get, you know, the better you become. Um, more proficient or whatever it is you become at it and then slowly but surely you become that you know you become that finished article I mean over time um, but you'll feel so much better about about it by actually doing it you won't be beating yourself up and I think to do is an important thing um, as soon as as soon as you you know you could you, you're aware of that issue you should start to address it as ever, which is definitely part of the <laughs> the format of these podcasts, please do join us on our Facebook or join our Facebook community, which is Mark and Zach at the Outsiders. Zach, what's the strap line? It's hip not to be square. That's the baby. So that's where you'll find <laughs> us on at Facebook. You will start to see us on, I think, TikTok. We'll share the account when we start that up. Um, and in other spaces which we will keep you updated about. But most importantly, join our community and feel free to share thoughts, experiences. And slowly but surely, we will start having some of you up as guests 
to share your own experiences with us um, and hopefully a platform which will be helpful for other listeners as well as yourself so please stay tuned and um, I think we'll call it a day for this particular session and uh, so it's goodbye from me Mark. and it's a goodbye <laughs> from him <laughs> and we will see you in our next podcast until then stay safe stay well and keep fighting all the best goodbye